live and pre-recorded. This is the Red Ticket Blues Podcast. I am Brian Buckley. This is uh, being recorded on, what, April 11th, 2018 to hit the internets on that very same day. You can uh, listen to the show on iTunes, TuneIn Radio, Stitcher, Google Play, and all the other places. Uh, Follow me on Twitter at BrianBuck13 and at RedTicketBlues. Pre-recorded? I always think about doing like a live podcast, but I worry about how many people would actually listen to it. And the people that would respond, there would just be, you know, just be inside jokes that no one got. Like, we're talking about Always Nine, All the Love, you know, things like that. And so many people are like, I don't know what that means. Exactly. That's the problem. So that's why we don't do it. So anyways, how's it going? Obviously, I was uh, not with you last week. That's right. I, I, was, I was gone. I was absent. I was ghost. I wasn't there. And I was going to say partly that's 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 my fault. Well, it's 100% my fault. I mean, I don't know who else I could actually blame it on. I'm the one that sits in a chair, sets up a microphone to a computer, and just talks about bullshit all the time. So not really anyone else I can blame other than possibly some sort of internet issue. But uh, I've also done that with no internet when I was in Puerto Rico and just use a hotspot. So a lot of fucking excuses here. There's only one person you can point the finger at, and that's me. Uh, no, that's Sister Jean. Okay, <laughs> Sister Jean, we get it, Brian. Enough's enough. We'd end it. It's over. No, it's not over. She threw out the first pitch the other day. It really field. I mean, we get it. You're Sister Jean. Enough. Anyways, I didn't do a podcast, though. I've been having trouble sleeping. And uh, I not trouble getting to sleep, but I, I hit like a certain point. This has been going on like a week and a half. So... I'll hit a certain point at night, you know, 3.30, ah, probably a little late, later than that, 4.30, 5.30, and I just, I don't know if it's my body telling me I don't need as much sleep, because I used to, I mean, you guys, my parents, I used to be historical with how much I'd sleep sometimes when I was a teenager, which, again, that's that's part of being a teenager and being an adult, your body's growing, your body needs time to relax and, uh, you know, rest and, you know, all the massive amounts of alcohol and weed and what else but you're putting in your body, probably doesn't help either, but I mean, I would sleep sometimes on weekends in high school. There were times I'd sleep you know, two, three in the afternoon, and it would be like, eh, whatever. You know, st- sun's starting to go down. I'm getting up. It's not healthy. But anyways, long story short, and I just didn't have the energy when I got home from work to do this. And I'd just be like, Ugh, I, 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 tomorrow I'll have more energy. Tomorrow, no, then I'll, I'll get this sleep thing under control. Now I'll do it. And I didn't have it. I didn't want to be low energy, uh, like Jeb Bush. We 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 know how low energy, right? Low IQ individual. Okay, so I didn't want to do that. So, but here I am. I'm, I'm doing the podcast. I still. I'm not sleeping better. I'm. I'm enough's enough. Jesus Christ! Enough of that sob story. Move on. So here I am. What? What do you want? What are we going to talk about? What? Are, what are we going to talk about? Let's talk baseball, huh? Let's talk about. I uh, have been sleeping on my roof, ready to jump off because the Yankees are not starting out very well. They're five and six at the moment. They're playing the Red Sox, and uh, it's still still relatively early here on the West Coast, six o'clock. So last time I checked, it was five one, and it is eight one now. Okay, so I'm gonna give that a W. We're in the we're in the bottom of the fifth. Anything can happen. <laughs> There's no time limit in baseball. We all know that, right? That's what separates it from the other sports, Susan. So eight to one, I'm going to give the W there. So back to 500 with the Yankees. Uh, I, I've never seen so many psychopaths as I have on social media when it comes to the New York Yankees. When it comes to baseball, but I mean the the, the crowd I run with, the Yankee fans, even Sterling, and I doubt he really you know trolls the uh, the social media realms. Uh, he seems just singing show tunes to himself while drinking the finest scotch in the world, staring out over whatever visiting city he is. Um, but 
talking about people losing their minds over this not-so-great start by the Yankees. It, it, this is the longest season of all the sports, and we are in the first month. And in a sport where if you go 500, that's probably not going to you know make you—you're probably not going to win your division— but you're still going to be like in the talks if you go 500, a little better than 500. You're potentially in the playoffs. So can everyone calm the fuck down? Even Sterling said, listen, everyone, if you're going to get all bent out of shape about the, this is a terrible impersonation too. If you're going to get all bent out of shape about the Yankees, uh, the start, I tell you, Susan, you belong in a padded room. You do. You belong in a padded room. That that sort of hysteria. I mean, if John Sterling is telling you, and first of all, that is not funny. That I'm going to lead a protest because he is putting down people with mental health issues. It is not funny. That's 2018. That is what we do. We get angry, like over Apu and the kid from Villanova's tweets. We'll talk about that. I know that seems like 17 years ago because I didn't do a podcast last week. But so everyone, calm down. All right, the Yankees will figure it out. I'm not saying they're going to win the World Series, but they will be around. All right, they will be around. Stanton will get it together. And I love this, and I'm totally guilty of it, 100,000%. You know, you got Stanton, who struck out a monumental amount of times. He, sw- he looks lost. He doesn't look. He looks like he doesn't know how to play baseball. He's swinging the bat like Glenn Allen Hill. He just doesn't even, like, look at the ball. He just sort of swings at it and just says, oh, the ball didn't connect. Huh, whoops. I mean, to have two five-strikeout games, a platinum sombrero, two of them in the same week, that is disgusting. I don't know if he struck out tonight, but he has, what, 20 strikeouts, 22 strikeouts on the season? I think before, uh, let's see, how is he to, that's the, that's the Red Sox. Stanton, he, he struck out once and has left four men on base. Oh, that's impressive. But he does have a hit and two RBIs. So you got to go with uh, what you can go with. Oh, God, what was that? He got a, he had a triple too. So I didn't see a lot of this. I was ri- driving home. It's, it's still getting used to this whole West Coast thing and, you know, having a job and uh, the game's starting at four. It's, it's very, it's a difficult situation. I haven't seen any of the games. The bottom of the fifth, I listened to about two winnings. So. I'm really praying for the day games. I, I'm not praying for them. The schedule's already set, so I'm really kind of asked out on that at that end. But Stan will get it together, all right? But everyone wants to use this quote, This and, and I did it on Twitter, too, and Sterling did it as if... See, John Sterling is the kind of guy who, who thinks, like, the internet doesn't exist. Like, he's... Like, it, it, like, the Mad Dog with the book, the almanac, they just get the stats and no one else has access to it, and then we all just sit there, like, we're fucking listening to Franklin Roosevelt doing fireside chats with... The, with with gather around the radio assholes he's gonna talk i mean so he's like you know what in 1941 at 635 at bats joe dimaggio hey joe dimaggio that's right yeah he won the mvp that year susan yeah i know i know i know john it'll look a little bit controversial i mean ted williams did about 406 but you know he struck out in 639 at bats he struck up 13 times or was it 21 fuck i fucked it up no 13 times stanton already has 20 yeah, I tweeted that out, acting as if I was really smart. And whenever you want to sound smart when it comes to strikeouts, just look up strikeout stats of Joe DiMaggio because he struck out the least out of any like amazing player ever. So if you want to sound smart, jump into that. It's it's very very simple. So Severino looked like shit yesterday, and I I I I don't look at the other series. I mean, they're still getting their footing. You know, it's a little rusty. Yada yada yada. So Blue Jays and Rays. I mean, you got to clean up against the fucking Rays, but and the Orioles as well. But this is where you start to put things together. And fourteen to one is not going to get it done. I want Boone out of here. Twitter hasn't had their honeymoon 
part where honeymoon with, with Boone yet where he's just everything, which everyone is everything. And Aaron Boone, you don't worry, you get your time where everyone loves you. And they talk about how wonderful you are. And, you know, you have a few of your wacky, cute moves, which he's going to do because he's a sabermetrician who, who played the game and is smarter than everyone else. So listen, sometimes those moves are going to work. Sometimes they're not. Kind of like an actual manager, huh? Almost like that. And Rothschild just sit next to him, you know, throwing back the booze, right, Bandits? He'll just keep throwing back the booze and then just say, oh, yeah, yeah, whatever. Yeah, put him back in there. Who gives a shit? Whatever. Brand Shreve, what do I care? Throw down the nipper. But here we are. Here we are in the second game of the series. It's 8-1. to one. This team is going to come alive. They're going to be okay. They're going to be okay, Marge. It's going to be fun. Everyone relax. Everyone relax. But baseball is back, and I'm happy. I'm very happy. I just wish... I don't know. And then the, and then what makes things even worse, the two like rivals, so to speak, the Mets and the Red Sox are absolutely on fire. I mean, they can't lose a game. Now, the Mets, I, I, I think, I, I hate to break it to Mets fans, this isn't going to last for too long. This this wasn't expected. I think they maybe they'll, you know, they'll, they'll keep on chugging, but something's going to happen. It just always does. And you can't keep this pace up forever. You can't. <laughs> Any more cliches? Back up the truck. You can't keep this up forever. That's why they play the games. They look good on paper. It's early. It's only April. So we'll see what happens there. Uh, the other thing I want to talk about with uh, was there was there anything else I wanted to jump into really quick there? Uh, well, Otani, uh, Shohei, Shohei, Shohei Otani. I'm sorry. I'm this. This is also keeping me up with my uh, not keeping me up, but keeping me up in this podcast. You know, just throwing back some beers, which you know, have some scientist person, some scientist person, boy, really throwing out the academic fucking brain around here, Brian. Some scientists will say, well, actually, alcohol is a depressant. That doesn't really wake you up. But uh, I did try that one night. I know some of you may have been thinking, well, Brian, why don't you just like drink heavily one night and then maybe actually you'd be able to sleep for a long time. No, what happened was I drank heavily and I woke up around the same time and it just hurt more. So I did try that unsuccessfully. I tried a few times actually, but it just did not work. So unfortunately, uh, this is where we are. But I'm drinking a nice tall boy here, Lagunitas, uh, something, something easy. It's a uh, you know, decent little pale ale, whatever. Want to talk beer, guys? Let's talk beer. Okay, so sorry about that. Um, the other thing that's interesting, and, you're, and you're, we've heard this for years, I talked about it on the podcast, the idea that the the age of baseball is going up, the average age of baseball is going up. And usually when you hear things say they're going up, that's good. No, no, this, no, not at all. When people are, you know, getting their AARP cards and uh, selecting which uh, which wheelchair is best for them, like the <laughs> Someone in Seinfeld. It's like you're almost glad you're handicapped. The Cougar 9000 or whatever, which has the same. The guy, I love the salesman in that. Is the same scumbag who's working with Henry Hill and Goodfellas to with the Pittsburgh cocaine connection. So oh, we're baking a cake, baking it. Actually, that was the FBI guy, but you know what I mean. Same guy, Cougar 2000. It's like you're almost glad I put Stephen Hawking in one of these things. R.I.P. Stephen Hawking. You know, Stephen Hawking, I don't know anything about the guy, but you would think that all of Twitter... God, I hate that app. I hate that app so much. Oh, rest in peace, Stephen Hawking. You truly were amazing. Oh, oh here, here's my fucking Meek Mill meme afterwards. It's like too... And we wonder why our president is just like saying all these things like, Oh, uh, we're going to bomb them. We're going to do this. and that. Happy Easter. It's just like, well, I mean, you know, look, look what he watches. The, the, all these morons. That came out of nowhere. But anyways... What I was saying is, so the Baltimore Orioles, 
trying a new strategy with the idea that people are just not going to games like they used to. The population, the population, the attendance of baseball games is dwindled from, I think, in 2007, it was 79 million. And last year, 73 million annually, obviously, with all the games. Um, And then coincidentally, that is also the same amount of subscribers to this podcast. So we have lost 6 million, but, uh, you know, we got to try some strategy as well. So I feel you, baseball. I feel you. Same numbers, same problems. More money, more problems. That's how it is, unfortunately. So the Warriors will try, I mean, before I jump into this, you had a White Sox game with an attendance under 1,000. You had the Oakland A's nearby here in four games, do I think about thirty to 35,000. So you have some issues with attendance. Now, first of all, before I do this, Nobody likes going to baseball in cold weather in April. Nobody likes going to cold baseball in general. The only time people like going to cold baseball is when it's a fucking World Series or a playoff game. I will tell you, I've been to games in April. They're not fun. You know what you do? You drink heavily. You overdrink. And then the whole thing just sucks. I don't blame people for not going to games in April. It's very cold. It's too cold. I'm sorry. That's just the way it is. Start the games later. No, it's April. Oh, it's traditional. Oh, it's good old boys game. Yeah, Yeah, fuck off. So... The Orioles are trying something that, uh, here's the headline from our old friend, Jeff Passant. Passant, could Baltimore Orioles $0 tickets be the antidote for baseball's attendance woes? Now, I don't know if Jeff Passant cried the whole time doing this. He normally does, I would assume. Uh, but he said here, uh, let's see, I'll just get to the goddamn point. So what he's doing, and I would like to take it a step further, but what the Orioles are doing, this is the son of the uh, ruthless Steinbrenner wannabe Angelos, his his son, John Angelos, said, well, we're going to do this thing. If you uh, just, just read it instead of trying to fucking paraphrase it. In March, the Orioles announced that this season they would launch Kids Cheer Free. Oh, that sounds fun. Sounds wholesome. Sounds great. A program in which an adult who purchases an upper deck ticket can... Receive two more gratis for that game. That's free, okay? That's free in uh, Spanish, so, so, so you know. Possibly Latin as well. So long as the accompanying fans are nine years or old or younger. It was a novel idea for any number of reasons. So Jeff likes it. There we go. End of story. That's what's best for baseball if Jeff likes it. It was a novel idea for any number of reasons. Particularly interesting in the context of baseball. We got that. I already said that. When a sport says every year we're now at $8 billion, $9 billion, $10 billion, how did the league or the industry get there? Orioles, John Angelo said, I'll tell you how we didn't get there by raising the number of people walking in through the door by raising the number. Yeah. Okay. Whatever. And so kids cheer free every night for the rest of the summer and hot dogs are one fifty, and a 12 ounce beer costs $4. Not really sure how that helps the kids, but eh, maybe round up some neighborhood kids, bring them in there and sit wherever the hell they want. And uh, 12 ounce beers for $4 at a baseball game is a damn good deal. That's a good deal for most bars these days. And fans can Bring in pretty much whatever food they'd like from the outside, and all those perks set across the backdrop of Camden Yards, a quarter century, still the prettiest of parks. Oh, yeah, well, that's that's why I go to games, just that they're pretty or not. Um, I understand getting kids involved. This is my thing. If you're going to have a, a, a arena, a stadium, a park, whatever it may be, whatever form where a man has a wooden bat and swings it at a, a horsehide sphere, open seats are not good. They're not good for business, obviously, because you don't have people. We're merely reinventing the wheel here. They're not good for that in sense, but they're also not good for visuals. People don't want to go to a game where no one's at. They look at it on TV and they go, ugh, nobody goes there. I don't want to go there. It's like when you go to a bar and you, you're about to walk in and you go, ugh, there's nobody here. I don't want to go here. There has to be that happy medium of like, <laughs> you also walk by a bar if it's packed and say, ugh, I'm not going in there. 
But like you, you have to have people there. You have to show there has to be a consumer interest to, to pique your interest. So this is what I presume. Like that's a good idea to get kids involved because you want this is a long term thing with them. They want them to go in five to ten years. They want those kids to go and uh, you know go to games, be involved in baseball, bring their kids to games. Hopefully they're not having kids in five to ten years if they're you know under nine years old. But you know what I mean. Hey, listen, but they're open to that. They're open to that. They want small families. Hey, they got big seats and they got 12 ounce beers, $4 for the kids, for the kids. But my, my, this is my proposal. It's some sort of inning and people want to do this. Go for it. Some sort of inning. You just let anybody in free if there are open seats, because these seats, obviously they're going to make money on the seat. They need the money in the seat. They're going to make the, the surcharge, the city charge, the, you know, all that shit, which I understand part of its taxes as well. But you get that you get that schmuck in and I, I will be a schmuck. I have no problem with that. Brian Schmuckley. I will go in and I will pay up the wazoo. Well, maybe not up the wazoo, but you know what I mean? You're going to buy concessions. You're going to buy beer. You're going to buy food. Like, because that person didn't buy a ticket, you're letting that money sit on the table. Now, I know some people are thinking, Brian, what the fuck do you know? How many teams have you owned? That's a grand zero. I've never owned a team. Never. Not once. Maybe. No, no. Never owned one. But how about that? And I could see where some people say, I already see a flaw in your stupid theory, Brian. And I know what it is. You're going to have the animals sit outside and just say, whoa, I, I, I want to go to the game. Yeah, you can just go to the game for free. Just wait till that inning. And everyone's just sitting around the park. And then for the first two innings or three innings, whatever the, the inning may be, you have an empty park. And then the masses of animals just come in. Because if you have ever seen anything given away for free, the line for anything, it, it was some shit. It was like Domino's or, or some terrible chain of food a few weeks ago. And they showed a line. I don't know if it was in New York or where it was, but... The line of just Cro-Magnon individuals waiting because it's free. People will go to anything for free. That could also be a draw, too, at the same time. But then you have your hardcore fans that say, well, why am I going to pay $70 for that? Why don't I just wait a few innings and go in? Obviously, where you sit will have a lot to do with it. You want to sit close, you're going to pay the fucking money. There has to be added incentives probably for, I'm just thinking this all up on the fly. There has to be some sort of added incentives for, for season ticket holders or people who buy a ticket. But I mean, if you're the Oakland A's, if you're the Chicago White Sox, you get a thousand fucking people. You got to do something to get people in there and buy your overpriced shit. Let them in. Let them in. I, that, it's a, it's a great idea. I think it should go for every goddamn sport. Now, obviously the NBA and, uh, NFL, I don't think they're having that issue. I think sometimes in the NFL they do. NBA, man, I want to go to a Warriors game out here. It doesn't matter who the opponent is. The, the cheapest ticket is so astronomical. And tonight was the last night of the Kings season. I think they're, they're playing the Rockets. I thought about going. And I was just like, well, I don't really want to pay the money. Plus, I also, if you know, are any of the Rockets playing? None of them are playing. How about the guy last night? Not Brandon Ingram. Andre Ingram. Dude fucking played in the G League, the D League, the minor leagues of the NBA for 10 years. He has, listen, I have white hair. I'm 37. That dude has a lot of white hair for 32. But anyways, he played in his first game last night, 19 points. Like that is, that's a feel good story. This, that was everything. No, but that, good for him. Good for him. But that, that, that that's an interesting theory. I, I wonder if baseball will do that or do they just be stubborn? Because of all the sports, baseball is the most stubborn. So we'll have to see that going forward. I think I've beaten this horse into the ground long, long, long enough. So um, I talked about this on uh, <laughs> a podcast a few weeks ago. And 
once again, I'm not really you know reinventing anything. I'm I'm not, I'm not predicting some sort of tragic earthquake uh, on date and time sort of prediction here. But I talked about Get Out, not Get Out. That's the movie. Get Up. Excuse me. Get a, two drastically different things. One very popular and successful. The other one, eh, the complete antithesis. Um. So we have Get Up, which hey, nothing screams morning show at you like hey, get up. So. They followed the 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 same pattern of the CMB show, which was which I'm I'm always happy. Chris Carlin came on here. He was an honest man. He saw there were flaws. Yada yada. The show is dreadful. Um, and I think Get Up already had their model together, but it's the same cliche bullshit. It's the sports talk yucker Carlin Greenberg, the woman Maggie Gray, Michelle Beadle, ex athlete, black athlete Jalen Rose, Bart Scott. Let's put them all together. They're so wacky, but hey, they're going to put together a product you can't resist. And guess what? Everyone's resisting both. Resist, resist, resist. That's what we do in this world. Resist. So I've always asked this. So if Trump goes through his entire four years, did the resist movement fail? Because you resisted, but he prevailed by completing his term. Is that correct? I mean, I understand if he's impeached or goes to jail or resigns, whatever it may be, the resist movement will be clearly successful. I'm not really sure what they did, but their movement itself will be successful. But if he goes through, that's a failure, right? Resist? Or is that just more of a state of mind? Maybe I'm maybe I'm not fully thinking it through. I'm actually looking at the logist, the statistics of success or non-success. Uh, has anyone else actually really thought about this or is this just something that I, you know, instead of reading like articles and stuff, I'll just like resist. So what does that mean? Um, but get up. Let's let's talk about get up. So you have you you have Mike Greenberg, who I the idea that that man gets paid six million dollars a year or even has a job in anything. Uh, I've never found him remotely interesting in any sense. It, it, I hear I see people. Listen, I haven't barely seen anyone say that the show is good. But in Twitter replies, I see so many people saying. I can't believe they broke up Mike and Mike for this show. They ruined such a great product. And, and then they put Greenberg in this spot. If you think Mike and Mike was a great product, then you need to take a good long look at yourself in the mirror and question your existence. That show was just mindless filter for simpletons. That show's awful. But you know what I, you know what I, I, I really, Brian, you're, you're talking about simple. You can't even put a sentence together. But I do understand the same sense. If you're in, you know, the middle of fucking nowhere, you know, Minnesota or whatever, and you don't have a local sports station, guess what? ESPN radio is, is basically your outlet. So I understand why people would listen to that show, but don't tell me it was a good show. It's garbage. All right. It's for, it, it's Disney sports. Really? Oh, Brian, fresh take. But so you have Mike Greenberg. And, and I saw the other day, <laughs> I saw it this morning, actually. So you have Mike Greenberg, who, He's like your classic, you know, tight jeans, dad, tuck in the polo, wearing the new balances, using the phrases. Hey, sporto. I said the other on the other podcast. Hey, hey, boss. Hey, hoss. Hey, bucko. But you know what? If I compare to them, that'd be a, that'd be a, a an insult to those guys. Mike Greenberg is a drip. He is nothing. He sucks. I'm sorry. I've never been interested in watching Mike and Mike. Hey, Greeny. 
I'm laughing at myself. I don't understand. Jalen Rose, who out of the three is probably the most talented, but he's annoying as shit. And, and Beetle is just a tweet, Twitter creation. She's not, she's nothing. She's not even real. She's, she just reads what's trending on Twitter, the language they use, and then just repeats it. It's stupid. Plus they, you know, they, and they talk about this on WEI all the time. They don't even want to go like anywhere near political issues. Like I think, so I think a lot of people thought this was going to be as Clay Travis says, who's another fucking idiot who says, Oh, is this going to be woke center? You know, it's woke center. We're going to talk about social issues. And obviously they're all going to be slanted. Very, very liberal. They won't do that. I mean, who they, I think they, they had on Jesus, Seth Myers, another human that I don't understand why is successful. I've never heard that man say one funny thing in my goddamn life. Never once. So Jalen Rose said, what's your best uh, Trump skit or something? Michelle Beadle lost her mind. No, 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 we're not doing that. We got to go to break. We got to go, you know, fucking talk about the coolest Jif from Michigan last night. I don't know, whatever, but terrible, 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 terrible. So that that's what that show is. Oh, but they, they were debating. Uh, I just saw the screenshot of it and, and, and Greenberg talking. It just said, is Wu-Tang the best rap group ever? I mean, whenever I want to talk hip hop, I don't look for the source. I don't look for XXL or Vibe or, or anything like that. Or listen to any stations on Sirius or Pandora or or, or, or Spotify, I want to go right to the horse's mouth. I want to know what Mike fucking Greenberg knows about rap. Oh, you know, I'll, I'll tell you, Jalen, after that 36 Chambers was a classic. Oh, boy, yeah, I mean, really. Protect your neck. That's what I always say to, to, to Golik. Protect your neck. We'll be back right after this. Fuck off. So, that's good. I, I said on Twitter, if 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 ESPN, like, sent out a disclaimer, what the hell is a disclaimer? A disclaimer to Twitter and just said, well, it's not really a disclaimer. Sent out a notice to Twitter and said, hey, listen, we're going to get all the assholes. All of you, come on in. Come on. So, we got the uh, the jock sniffers. You come on over here. The white knights, get over here. Uh, the, the checkmark army who sniff their own asses. You guys come on over here. And guess what? I want you guys to create a show that will be the greatest, the best. I want you to do it. What they'd come up with is get up. $20 million on a studio. Hey, we're on the Hudson River, East River, wherever, in Upper Manhattan. Look at us. That will be a barren wasteland soon. It will be cobwebs. There will be nothing there. There will be the decaying carcasses of those three. Actually, that's not a lie. They'll just move them somewhere else. Like the Catholic Church. That's what ESPN does. They'll just move them around. Oh, well, you don't draw a rating, but we'll, we'll just move you around. Just shove them around. And then if they don't draw a rating and, and, and you don't want to see their faces anymore, they'll just put them somewhere else. Oh, you, you can write here. You're a special consultant. We'll put you over there. So. That's get up. I just, uh, I said it would be terrible. It is. It makes SE6 look amazing. Um, so just another thing for Twitter to talk about that. That's 2018 Twitter, Twitter, Twitter for people to be offended to people. And I, I talked about this earlier and not really offended by get up, but is there anything that defines like social media or how anyone supposedly feels these days? Then we could talk about the, the problem with Apu. And DiVincenzo of Villanova, his tweets after Villanova won the national championship. We'll start with that poo first. So I'm not going to rehash it too much. I talked about it a few weeks ago when the, the issue sort of first sort of bubbled over and it, and it reared its head again because the Simpsons actually addressed it, uh, saying that, wow, you know, something that we did for years now all of a sudden is offensive and we can't do it anymore. I'm paraphrasing. You can look it up on what how the Simpsons actually responded to it. But I'll stay with the I'll I'll. I'll I, I'll stay by what I always say on this. I bet you there was probably a small, like maybe like one or 2% of people that were actually offended by Apu from the beginning. And then no one cared for 25 years. 
the people that were offended then spoke up. Then everyone pretended to be offended. Pretended to be, oh my God, that, that's a great, that, that is a great hashtag. Pretend to be, pretended to be offended. Pretend to offend. I got it. I, why am I not trending? I should be trending now. Pretend to offend. So that's what that is. The whole show is stereotypes. And then I hear some people say, yeah, well, you have a white guy doing it in Hank Azaria, so it's kind of fucked up when they do the accent. And what's even worse, he does the voice for Carl on the show, too. And Carl's black. This, we're not even getting into that one today. It's like, oh, my God. You know, are the Kennedys going to get mad that the Quimby's sound like them? Have they filed a lawsuit yet? I mean, is, is, is uh, the... What, Willie, the, the groundskeeper Willie, I mean, uh, are the Scots angry? I mean, I can go back and forth in this. This show revolves around stereotypes. That's what makes Springfield the way it is. I mean, if it were just Apu, listen, if it were just Apu and there were no other stereotypes on that show, 100% get angry, okay? Get angry. If he's the only one, it's just a bunch of smiling white people living in fucking Pleasantville, you know, I mean, and then you just have this 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 Indian guy with an over-accentuated accent. By all means, get angry. The show is all about stereotypes and then DiVincenzo I believe I'm saying his name name right this guy for Villanova the red haired kid had the game of his life probably the night of his life because let's be honest he's not playing in the NBA if he does he came off the bench and scored 31 points Maybe he'll get better. Maybe he'll get drafted. Maybe he'll get you know invited to a summer camp but he's never going to probably play in the NBA nor do anything if he does play there he probably he had the night of his life in the national championship game. And what is people's natural inclinations to do to go eight years? I mean, not eight years, six, seven years back in his Twitter to find stuff. And of course, you find the, you know, silly hijinks of, you know, homophobic stuff that obviously, you know, he probably didn't do based on some of the tweets. I don't think he'd tweet that. Um, but people got mad that as a 12, 13, 14 year old, there were tweets with the n-word in them now they were from songs it wasn't like he was just yelling it out and and i know this is always a point of contention the a versus er at the end of the n-word now some people feel more you know some white people feel comfortable using the a around black people i'm not going down that road uh because i've seen it before and i'll see some reactions from black people some they don't move at all say yeah yeah i hear you man and then sometimes you know the a is used by a white person and then they go you see that look like really we're we're, we're doing that we're we're really going to do that so just stay away from it that that that's my perception but at the same time he was singing a rap lyric this is before he could drive a car he is he's putting this on twitter you know, I mean, if he was sitting there saying, hey, you know, David Duke's politics, I mean, I, you know, I really have to think about it. They, they do make a lot of sense. I, I like what he stands for, especially social, his social issues. Or if he said, like, my, my goal to grow up, I want to be the Grand Wizard of the KKK. You know, I mean, something like that. That's cause for concern. I, I would agree with you. I'd say that's a problem. That's worth having a conversation about. This? No. Just, just stop. Like, people, the nefarious fucking ways of people. <sighs> Anyways. You like that? You like all that? Uh, the other thing, what was I going to talk about? Uh, not really much on the football front. We're all, who, what quarterback's going where? Who's, who, who's going to, who wants to play where? Oh, what was his Wonderlick score? Yeah, we're, we, the, I think the meat market, no, the meat market already happened, right? The, the combine, that shows you how little I know about this whole, like, outside of the regular season part. The dra- part. The draft is coming up soon. So that, that's where all this hubba-bubba, hubba-la-bubba is coming. So, uh, it has nothing to do with the draft. I just, you know, he's a favorite target of mine, Odell Beckham. 
Um, who is one of the biggest horses asses on the planet. Well, not the planet in the sports world. We'll put it that way for sure. Um, imagine I was having this conversation, uh, with the great Simon and Yonkers the other day, and I won't reveal too much because it was a private conversation. All right. Just remember that it was private. Uh, imagine how much Eli Manning hates Odell Beckham. And I know Giants fans are clutching their pearls. Oh no, they're oh, remember the video. Uh, Eli Manning is a normal human being. All right. He's probably a normal, boring human being. Odell Beckham looks like the biggest asshole you've ever met in your life. Oh, no, but I saw him in a Make-A-Wish thing. He was, he, he was really nice, the kid, and the kid cried, then the mom cried, then he signed a jersey, and then he walked away. Oh, man, what, what a day for that kid, boy. You're right, Odell Beckham's a great guy. He's a really, really great guy. He even sleeps in homeless shelters to make people feel better. That's how nice he is. He is a complete asshole. But... Out of out of nowhere, he, he put it this way. He was having all the issues. He said he wasn't going to come to camp. And then he had a change of heart. Listen, very normal. Said, listen, I'm coming to training camp. You know, we'll see what happens. Yada, yada. Very mature. I cannot knock him there at all. I know I'm the, I'm the, the beacon of, I'm the barometer of maturity. I will sit from my ivory tower and look down upon Odell Beckham and anyone else about maturity. So my voice changed a little there. But um, so he says he's going to do that. And then talk about another horse's ass and a murderer, by the way. He was never convicted. He's a murderer. Come on. Yeah. Like I said to someone the other day, Al Capone was never convicted either. Yeah. So, uh, neither was OJ. So, uh, you know, all that stuff. <laughs> all these mobsters from like the fucking 20s are never convicted of murder. But I mean, come on. We all knew they killed people. And Ray Lewis killed someone too. He paid off people and they dropped charges. I mean, come on. They, they not drop charges. They, they, yeah, they, they, they didn't want to press charges. I mean, he paid off victims families. So don't give me that shit. He says though, that Odell Beckham needs to find God. He needs God in his life. Now, when someone says you need God in your life, it's definitely like a very like shaking your, your, your finger at someone like, Oh God, no, not literally. Oh God. But Oh, okay. Yeah. God. Yeah. He's a great guy. Wonderful. Yeah. Hey, Jesus. Big ups, all that shit. So when someone says that you're kind of like, Stuck, because what are you supposed to be like? Hey, you need to find God. Fuck God. Whoa, 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 okay. So you're just like, eh, all right. But when it comes from a murderer, imagine taking moral advice from a murderer. Like OJ telling people they need to, like, you know, not water their lawns as much and conserve water. It'd be like, you you slit someone's throat. You almost cut your wife's head off. Remember that? Don't tell me how to water my lawn. Get off my lawn. But I mean, so I found that to be interesting. I mean, at the one part, the one time where, where, Odell Beckham couldn't look bad because it looks good when someone who's killed people is reading you the right act on the, the ethics of morality. So that's Odell Beckham. Let's see what happens there because I have a feeling things are not going to go well. Oh, Brian, what do you mean? The Giants are going to be great. The Giants fans think they're going to be great every goddamn year. It's amazing. Every goddamn year, they think they're going to be the best. And yeah, listen, they've won, they've won a few World, Ser- World Series. They haven't won any World Series. Actually, no, no, they haven't. They're going to win. You know, they've won a few Super Bowls. But here's what's going to happen. We don't know what's going on with Eli. So they're either going to give him a one or two year contract or they're going to let him walk. So you're going to have him and they're going to draft a quarterback anyways. We know that. So you're either going to have a young quarterback or you're going to have a young quarterback and an Eli hanging on by a thread. So that's the scenario. And then you have our asshole in the corner here. His name is Odell Beckham. So how do you think it's going to work? All right. You're going to have a I want to say decaying Eli, but that might be a bit much. He's certainly on the back nine. We know that. He's on the last few holes. 
So you have him and then a rookie quarterback. I think Odell Beckham, imagine if the issues he's had, if it wasn't Eli Manning who's won two Super Bowls. Let's say it was, you know, let's say it was, who's that redheaded asshole? Uh, Dalton, Andy Dalton. Let's say it was Andy Dalton the last few years playing for the Giants. Do you think Odell Beckham would have been more conservative in the way he acts? He would be more crazy. And how do you think he's going to feel when a rookie comes in and things aren't going his way? And they're going to have to pay him a boatload of money to stay here. It is going to be a bad situation. And I know Giant fans are, shh, whatever, man. You just, you, just, you just hate Beckham. I don't understand why people are obsessed with Beckham. I don't understand why people have to kiss his ass all day long. I don't get it. This, this Odell Beckham brigade, the army, assemble, unite. It, it, it's, it's strange. I mean, there was a certain sect of the Carmelo fans like that, but nothing like this. Because I think a lot of Carmelo fans, even though they loved him, realized he was a lazy piece of shit who was a ball hog and never cared about anyone. How about those? What are the Thunder? They, I want to laugh at them. They're like number six, but I mean, they're also like a game away from being like the number three seed in the playoffs too. So um, the West should be very, I, I'll tell you, I haven't watched a ton of the NBA, but this first round could be very, very interesting in the Western Conference in the NBA. Very interesting. Is he LeBron? Maybe this is maybe his last year with the Cavs. He he may want to go somewhere else because he's cons- this is what his team said or sources said. His 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 entourage, his posse, his whoa 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 not posse. Bat back it up, back it up. Phil Jackson did that. We haven't heard from him since. Watch out. So his his entourage, his crew, um, said that he he's thinking about going somewhere else because that uh, you know Dan Gilbert, the Cavaliers owner, he's a Donald Trump supporter. LeBron. I, he really needs to pick his battles better. I, I, I said this. He He's in this weird paradox of like maniacal egomaniac. Maybe not maniacal. They're all egomaniacs. Eh, well, fuck it. Maniacal. Maniacal egomaniacs and like social woke boys. Like LeBron, just I, I don't want to say like Laura Ingram, shut up and dribble. But like pick your battles better. Like wait till LeBron says, or excuse me, Trump says something outrageous and like say it about him. Like, the idea that you're really that concerned about it, why didn't you say something sooner? I mean, you're, you're, you're that concerned about a billionaire owner may, voted for Donald Trump. Like, is that really, really bothering you? That's like John Henry being like, I couldn't get to sleep because of Yawkey Way the last 10 years. I mean, is there any human on the planet that actually believes that garbage? LeBron, be better than that, man. Be better. Pick your battles. Like Milton Berle says, pick your spots, baby. Pick your spots. He told that to Richard Pryor. Come on. You don't remember? Dick Cabot show? Brian, you weren't even alive. You weren't even a thought when that show came out. I know, I know. But Anyways, uh, I wanted to mention, I mentioned Otani before, and then I didn't say anything, uh, which, which time, happens from time to time on the Red Ticket Blues podcast. So <laughs> Otani, who's a modern-day Babe Ruth, it's pretty amazing. And just like the Yankee struggles, it's early. But he said three home runs, pitched amazing when he had a terrible spring training. And, you know, just hearing Mike and the Mad Dog shit on him being like the Yankees are lucky they didn't get him I mean that is classic Mike right there oh how bad can he be did they know he'd be this bad Mikey we're still waiting every morning I wake up check my phone did Francesca say something yet did Francesca say something yet and he didn't and I cry for five minutes and I take a shower and get ready but (laughs) Otani oh the Yankees are lucky they didn't get him yeah yeah yeah, definitely he's got the same amount of home runs as Stanton more than Judge Pitch better than any Yankee on the staff. <laughs> oh god! So that's the show. I, I'm, I'm. It's glad to be back. It is. It really is. I apologize. I my apologize. I I I I, I should. I I gotta be better. I gotta be better. And I wasn't better. So 
Remember, listen to the show, iTunes, TuneIn Radio, Stitcher, Google Play, YouTube. And remember to uh, leave a review. iTunes, Stitcher are the big ones. I always love those reviews. I cry every time I see them. I appreciate them. I judge them against other podcasts I see that are around the same. And I go, oh, I have more reviews. Fuck off. <laughs> That's what I do. I'm very pity. Pity? Petty. Pity? Both. I pity? Yes. So, And follow me on Twitter, at BrianBuck13 and at RedTicketBlues. Uh, let's, let's see. Uh, like it matters to you, the game's over. But uh, let's see how the Yankees are doing right now. We still got eight to one. Uh, no, it's Jesus Christ! It's nine to six. What the fuck happened? Did Shreve come in? You gotta be fucking kidding me! You have five runs. JD Martinez finally showed up, huh? What'd he do? Yeah, home run, Tanaka. Jesus Christ! Well, you knew JD Martinez was gonna show up one of these days. He's got two home runs, but whatever. Betting two something. Oh, Jesus Christ. Did Tanaka give up all that? He's still in there? Oh, so it's a top. So they got through the innings. So someone's coming in, obviously, then. Yeah, not a good one. Five innings, seven hits, six runs, six earned runs. Only only three strikeouts. ERA above a five. Get the motherfucker. Get in the surgery. Get Tanaka the surgery. That bone spur is just floating, floating, floating. Well, I like this goddamn season. I can't take it anymore. I want to rip my hair out. Get me to that padded room immediately. So on, on Twitter, like I said, at BrianBuck13 and at RedTicketBlues, this game is no longer a W, as I imagined. Uh, it, I'll, I'll now deem it uh, not sure. So anyways, with all that being said, I'll see you next week. I'm on it.